DNA Daily, sponsored by Boss FM. From the Black News Alerts Urban Newsroom in Philadelphia, I'm Sydney Holmes with your top five trending news alerts. Russia makes nuclear threat to Sweden, Finland over NATO consideration. One of President Vladimir Putin's closest allies warned NATO on Thursday that if Sweden and Finland joined the U.S.-led military alliance, then Russia would deploy nuclear weapons and hypersonic missiles in an exclave in the heart of Europe. Finland, which shares a 1,300-kilometer or 810-mile border with Russia and Sweden, are considering joining the NATO alliance. Finland will decide in the next few weeks, Prime Minister Sanna Marin said on Wednesday. Dmitry Medvev, deputy chairman of Russia's Security Council, said that should Sweden and Finland join NATO, then Russia would have to strengthen its land, naval, and air forces in the Baltic Sea. Medvev said explicitly there could be no more talk of a nuclear-free Baltic, where Russia has Kaliningrad, exclave sandwiched between Poland and Lithuania. There can be no more talk of any nuclear-free status for the Baltic. The balance must be restored, said Medvedev, who was Russian president from 2008 to 2012. Medvedev said he hoped Finland and Sweden would see sense. If not, he said they would have to live with nuclear weapons and hypersonic missiles close to home. Elon Musk makes $43 billion cash takeover for Twitter. Billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk took aim at Twitter, Incorporated with a $43 billion cash takeover on Thursday, when Tesla CEO saying the social media company needs to be taken private to grow and become a platform for free speech. I think it's very important for there to be an ex- inclusive arena for free speech, Musk said at a TED Talk in Vancouver when asked about why he made the bid. Musk, already a San Francisco shareholder being the company's second largest, made the bid in a letter to Twitter's board on Wednesday. The offer was made public in a regulatory filing on Thursday. He also told the TED Talk audience that he was not sure he will actually be able to acquire Twitter. Even so, Musk said he has sufficient assets to make the purchase. Having a public platform that is massively trusted and broadly inclusive is extremely important to the future of civilization, Musk added. His offer price of $54.20 per share represents a 38% premium to Twitter's April 1st close, the last trading day before its 9.1% stake in the social media platform was made public. At the moment, Twitter is currently not taking action on Musk's bid on Thursday, according to inside sources. Amazon is adding a 5% fuel and inflation surcharge. Amazon is taking a step to offset its rising costs by adding a 5% fuel and inflation surcharge to the fees it charges third-party sellers who uses its fulfillment services. The Seattle-based company said the increase, which will take effect from 28th of April, were subject to change and apply to clothing and non-clothing items. The move follows an increase in fees announced in November, which came into effect in January. Amazon did not immediately respond to a request for further details, but in a notice sent to sellers on Wednesday, the company said its costs had gone up since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, then due to increases in hourly wages, the hiring of workers and construction of more warehouses. The e-commerce firm said it had absorbed costs whenever possible and increased fees to address permanent costs and to be competitive with other providers. Amazon's competitors FedEx and UPS have fuel surcharges. In 2022, we expected a return to normalcy as COVID-19 restrictions around the world eased, but fuel and inflation have presented further challenges, Amazon said in the notice. Federal data released on Tuesday showed annual U.S. inflation jumped 8.5% in March, the fastest pace in more than 40 years. University of Florida Police Department under fire after racial discrimination complaints. 
A current and former police officer have filed a pair of complaints against the University of Florida after saying they experienced discrimination while serving on the force. The complaints, which were sent to the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and Florida Commission on Human Relations, were filed by U.F. Police Department long-term employees Andrielle Boone and Brian Osgood. Both say they were racially discriminated against, while Boone says she was also discriminated against based on her gender. The complainants are being represented by attorney Mary Maddox, who says officers don't typically report discrimination in the workforce because it can be damaging to an officer's career and reputation. Police officers try to stick together, she said. You know that you're going to have a hard time getting a job somewhere else. If you leave and you've accused one police department of racism, it's very difficult to get another job, especially if they start targeting you after you have complained of race discrimination. UF spokeswoman Hesse Fernandez, in an email statement, said the university denies the allegations brought forward. Molly Shannon alleges Gary Coleman sexually harassed her. Molly Shannon is opening up about a terrifying incident she experienced with the late Gary Coleman. During an appearance on The Howard Stern Show on Tuesday, the 57-year-old comedic actress spoke about the time she met Coleman, a moment that she also recalled in her new memoir, Hello Molly. At the time, Shannon had just signed with Different Strokes star's agent and was offered the chance to meet him. Shannon says she was invited up to Coleman's penthouse hotel room alongside their shared agent, but the mood shifted once the agent left alone, left Shannon alone with Coleman, she told Stern. I think he was like, sit down on the bed, and it was very sweet, she recalled, and then he's like, tickling me a little, and this and that. Shannon said she was trying to be polite to her Coleman, pointing out that she was a virgin at the time of the incident, but she told Stern Coleman continued to be more aggressive. Shannon said she eventually sprinted out of the room, telling her agent on her way out to watch Coleman better. Coleman died in 2010 at 42. Before his passing, the actor was taken to Utah Valley Regional Medical Center after suffering an intracranial hemorrhoid at his home. For continuous coverage of the day's top trending stories, make sure to tune in to this podcast every day at bossfm.com or via the BossFM app in your app store. We are also streaming on Spotify along with Apple and Google Podcasts. This has been BNA Daily. I'm Sydney Holmes, Urban Newsroom, Philly.